0: Hello and welcome to Romancing the Amazon, I'm Melody, I'm Zoe, and I'm Elizabeth. Each week, we pick a romance novel that's being offered for free in the Kindle store on Amazon. We read it and review it for you guys. But this week, we're doing another Grab Bag episode. Yay! Yay. We're going to round out our Western slash Cowboy theme with three different romance novels. And we're going to do a timed round where we each give you a quick summary of our book. At the end, we'll vote on whose book we are most interested in reading. And that person will win a prize! Yay! (laughs) Woohoo! This week's grand
1: prize is stickers! Yay! Stickers. <laughs> we have a pack of horse and cowboy hat stickers, which matches with our Western oh, theme. Oh, look
0: at she's so Perfect.
1: clever! And of
0: course, Elizabeth won our last grab bag episode, so she got to pick the prize for this grab bag episode. Elizabeth, you won last week, so you get to go first. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing here. It's going to be great. All right. <laughs> Tell us what you read. So I read
1: A Highwayman's Mail Order Bride by Blythe Carver. <laughs> okay. T- Ready, set, go. Go. Our heroine, Melissa, has been married to a horribly abusive man, John, for the past year. She's been trying to find a way to escape and has corresponded with a rancher who is seeking a mail-order bride, and she lied to him so that he will send her tickets and she can get out west and run for it. When she realizes she's pregnant, she knows that not only does she have to leave her abusive husband, but she decides she's actually going to marry this rancher so that her baby won't be a bastard. She has to get out there and marry him soon enough that he doesn't realize the baby isn't his. Oh no. While she's traveling west, her stagecoach gets held up by our hero, Jed, who is in fact a highwayman along with his minions. When they find out she's supposedly the wife of a super rich rancher, they kidnap her and take her with them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Melissa tries to escape during a storm and gets caught, leading to Bliss and Jed making a deal that if she doesn't try to escape before they get to Carson City, he won't tie her up. Melissa and and Jed start to bond while nursing one of the robbers through his sickness after a snake bite. When he dies, the other (laughs) robber declares that Melissa is the reason for their bad luck, and he rides off, leaving just Melissa and Jed together. (laughs) Jed decides this is a sign he never should have kidnapped her and offers to let her go. (laughs) Melissa responds by saying that without a horse or money, she can't possibly get to Carson City on her own, and it's his responsibility to take her there. She offers (laughs) to tell her fiancé that Jed is her rescuer and not her kidnapper. Uh Jed catches her throwing up and realizes she's pregnant. He (laughs) confronts her. She breaks down and tells him everything. Jed is moved by her story and agrees to get her to her fiancé. When they get to Carson City, Melissa is worried her new husband will be just like the old one. Jed has fallen in love with her and offers to stick around until she finds out what he's like. On their last and he tries to convince her he's a horrible person and tells her about his brother's death, but she's adamant that it wasn't his fault. They have an epic kiss, but then agree it was a mistake. <laughs> Mark the rancher turns out to be a super, super nice guy. Oh, good. And Melissa and Jed are both wracked with guilt over all the lies <laughs> that they're feeding him. They're even there a day before, in a shocking twist. John, the evil husband, shows up. What? Mark sinks them all down and makes them spill, oh, wow. and Melissa finally has a chance to give John a piece of her mind. He attacks her, and Mark <gasps> shoots him. Mark and Jed have a man to man talk, and Jed <laughs> agrees to become the foreman of Mark's ranch. Mark releases Melissa from their engagement so she can marry Jed, and the two of them live happily ever after. Done! Oh my gosh, <laughs> what's the time? Seconds. Wow, 48 wow. seconds. Wow. Oh my gosh, I was talking <laughs> so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Questions? Yeah. So much happened. A lot happened in this book. And it was only like 200, 230 pages. It wasn't like a super long one. Mm. That sounds fantastic. It was a delight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest frustration with this novel was that the author doesn't use names enough.
2: Oh, You'd too go many like
1: a couple pages without using someone's name,
0: and oh. it was all the pronouns. Mm-hmm. That can be confusing. And that can be confusing.
2: Especially with all these different men. <laughs> yeah yeah so many
0: men so she could have gone west and just claimed that her husband was dead exactly yep. i
1: wanted to know why she didn't just say she was a widow that was standard procedure <laughs> <laughs> like if you're gonna have a child out of wedlock you say you're a widow and your husband died and that way your baby is not a bastard there you go but other than that it made sense mm-hmm. she was very blasé about the bigamy thing though
0: Oh uh, yeah she was totally I, intending to marry this guy without getting a divorce. I guess it would have given her some protection yeah. in case her mm-hmm. husband did find her again.
1: And there was an implication that maybe the marriage wasn't legal. okay. Oh. That he just had someone come and say,
0: oh. you're married,
1: and because she's never seen the wedding certificate or anything.
0: Oh, okay. That makes it a little bit that better. That does make it a bit better.
1: I approve. <laughs> Mark is very much the MVP of the novel. Like, yeah. You he like Jed delightful. and Melissa, and you want them to get together and Uh you're rooting for them. But at the same time, Mark shows up at the end and he's like been waiting for her to arrive and having people search for her because she got kidnapped. And then he's all prepared to reward Jed for helping her. Oh my gosh. And then he figures out that they're in love. And then he helps out when... The evil dude shows up and is like she's my <laughs> wife and she's pregnant and i want her back and oh my god! he helps them and then he like gives jed a
0: job and you're like this guy just is getting the raw end of the stick Here, is there yep. is there a sequel where mark actually gets yes. his wife <gasps> i think he's the hero
1: of the next book okay, in this series good he better, better be
0: uh-huh that was a roller coaster Mine's going to be so disappointing after that. (laughs) I would give this one most lies
1: told by the heroine Uh. and most useful side character.
0: Uh. Well, I read... Rodeo and Juliet, Sunny Ridge, Montana, book one by Linda Ford. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Ready. Begin. Juliet and her twin sister, Josephine, lost both their parents and have moved from Chicago to Sunny Ridge, Montana to live with their Aunt Nell and Uncle Ezra, who own the town hotel. Juliet loves helping people cooking and gardening. One day, a random horse shows up and won't stop following Juliet around. She makes inquiries about his missing owner to no avail. Sad Mr. Keller stays at the hotel one night. Juliet feels bad for him. He leaves. After dinner, which is really lunch in this book, Juliet likes to go for walks. So she does so one day and the horse, now christened Sugar, comes with her. They end up dancing together. Yes. (laughs) Enter Rodeo, Sugar's owner and entertaining partner. He's been searching for Star, Sugar's real name, who craves attention and so periodically wanders off and Rodeo finds him (laughs) dancing with Juliet by the creek. Star is stubborn and has decided he likes Juliet best and so won't leave with Rodeo or perform his tricks. So, of course, Rodeo has to stay at the hotel until he can convince his horse to leave with him. Rodeo (laughs) and Juliet end up spending lots of time together until one day when Rodeo disappears for a few hours and Juliet realizes she misses him. Rodeo returns and asks Juliet to perform at his next show. Otherwise, Star slash Sugar won't perform and Rodeo will never make enough money to achieve his goal of owning his own ranch. Juliet is unsure. They learn each other's stories. His pa wouldn't listen to his ideas, so Rodeo packed up and left him. She got distracted and forgot to bring her dying mother a glass of water the night she died, and now tries to take care of everyone too much to make up for it.
2: (laughs) Juliet decides
0: she'll go with Rodeo to his next show because she can't steal his dream from him. He's real happy about it. The whole family goes to the Rodeo, and for... A day of fun Star slash Sugar won't perform without Juliet so she goes into the arena to help and the crowd goes wild yay! Mm-hmm. Rodeo's about to ask her to go on the road with him but stops when he sees his paw who happens to be sad Mr. Keller from the hotel earlier <laughs> Mr. Keller says he owns Star legally and might take his property back Rodeo says he'll get the money one way or another and disappears. Juliet chastises Mr. Keller who doesn't really want Star but thought that th- threat would definitely get Rodeo to listen to him Josephine runs up and frantically tells Juliet that Rodeo is going to try to ride Killer the Wild Bull to win the big cash prize and they watch in fear Rodeo survives and therefore wins the money Juliet realizes she loves him Rodeo, Jules, and Josie spend the evening having fun at the fair and avoiding Mr. Keller. Josie leaves the lovebirds alone, and they finally kiss when Juliet says she'll follow Rodeo anywhere. Ah! He asks her to marry him, and there is more kissing. Mr. Keller catches up and explains that he's changed. He'll listen to Rodeo now and wants him to be a partner at the ranch. Rodeo isn't sure he believes him, but gives it a shot anyway. Things turn out pretty well. Rodeo and Juliet get married, and everyone is happy. The end. seven seconds left
1: yes (laughs) well done thank you wow so is this a horse girl book not really (laughs) not really because i'm kind of getting that vibes by the fact that like she has a special connection with the horse
0: so Mm -hmm. i read this book because of the horse and the horse was the best part of the book (laughs) 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 it was cute it was sweet it's not so much that Juliet and the horse have a special connection, it's just that the horse has chosen Juliet <laughs> and is so stubborn that he decides not to listen to Rodeo anymore.
1: The end. I like that he has to stick around because his horse made the decision.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> He's, He's got to convince go his horse. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would give this one the Sweetest Romance Without Making Me Want to Puke Award. Oh. Excellent. Yeah. It's a good one. It was cute.
2: So what did you read this week, Zoe? I read The Serpent's Coil, Tin Star Witches, The Witches of Ruby Gulch, Book One, A Male-male Paranormal Western Romance by Elizabeth Silver. Ooh, oh we have a combination
1: of genres. Heck yes, yeah.
2: thats I couldn't resist it. All right, Are you ready? I'm ready. Your time starts now. Will Dolan is returning home to Ruby Gulch after completing his book magic degree in San Francisco. When he arrives, his mom and younger brother are waiting for him with the news that earthquakes have been upsetting the residents and opening up new pockets of magic-bearing rubies in his father Patrick's mine. What? Will, who is naturally an earth witch, can feel the wrongness in the land and sets about determining the cause. His father, a world-class user, racist, and bully, sneers at the idea. Patrick Dolan instead wants Will to learn how to run the mine and act the prosperous businessman and buys him a familiar to prove their wealth and status. Familiars, or guardians, are horses who can communicate with each other and their range witch, who the horse chooses. Will is shocked and thrilled when a familiar chooses him because he is not a range witch, but an earth elemental and book witch. He names her Persephone. Marcus Rivers is a range witch and former slave looking into the earthquakes because many of the mine workers are people of color and they're getting hurt. He purposefully runs into Will at a saloon slash brothel to try to find out if Will is a terrible person like his father and discovers after getting Will drunk that he is enormous, adorable, and innocent. (laughs) They end up making out in an alleyway before Marcus's conscience gets the better of him. The next night, they meet each other in the mine, where each has gone to find answers about the earthquakes. Suspicion turns to apologies and working together, and then a knee-buckling voice speaks to Marcus in the midst of another quake. Will prevents their deaths by holding up the ceiling with his earth magic, but is unable to stop all the collapse, and they're buried to the waist in rubble. This injures Marcus's leg, so after they're rescued, Will brings Marcus home to recover, much to the racist father's chagrin. Once Marcus is sufficiently mobile, the two of them go off in search of answers from the local rattlers. The best explanation anyone can come up with is that the voice is from an ancient god creature who needs help. So after a night of impromptu sexy times in the rattler camp, our heroes (laughs) return to Ruby Gulch to find the creature. They slip into the mine using Will's earth magic and Marcus's water magic to wend their way down to an immense cavern. Lo and behold, there's an enormous water dragon serpent thing who's been (laughs) trapped there for who knows how long, and it is his magic that's causing the quakes. Not only that, the rubies studded all through the ground are the dragon's old scales, which is why they're imbued with magic. Marcus and Will promise to free the dragon somehow, and despite Marcus's misgivings, they go to Patrick Dolan to tell him what's up and get him to close the mine. It's the middle of the night, however, and Patrick refuses to discuss it fully until breakfast. Our heroes go to bed together and wonder how they'll ever be able to say goodbye when this is over. In the morning, though, Patrick is gone. (gasps) Just as our heroes discover this, a terrible earthquake, worse than any that have come before, throws them to the ground. Marcus, who can hear the water dragon's agony, is particularly affected, and then it's discovered that Jimmy, Will's younger brother, is also missing. Turns oh. out, Jimmy has magic that lets him communicate with animals and has gone to the mine to talk to the dragon, where he was trapped and injured by his father's explosives. Everyone is upset. Uh. Marcus and Will pull themselves together and go into the mine to rescue Jimmy, who ends up losing an arm. Relieved that Jimmy will be all right, but plagued by everything else, Will confesses his love to Marcus and reveals that he can't stay in Ruby Gulch under the thumb of his father and without Marcus. Marcus jumps him and declares his love to... Oh! Oh! oh no! So close! <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Okay. And they have a heartfelt lovemaking session. When Jimmy wakes up, he tells them that the dragon needs to sleep for 10 years to heal enough before they can even attempt to free him. So they take the ultra-strong sleeping potions Jimmy's been experimenting with and feed them to the dragon, who drops into healing sleep. Finally, a few weeks later, everyone is on their way out of town and to happier lives, leaving Patrick alone with his mine. Jimmy and his mother are going back east while Marcus and Will are riding off somewhere else to start their life together. The end. Wow. Oh my gosh, so much (laughs) happened in this book. There's just so much going on here. (laughs) Wow. Full of plot. I don't even know what to ask. I know. (laughs) did it feel more western or more paranormal to you um I don't know it felt fairly equally paranormal and western because the setting felt very western and the Uh being alone with your horse felt very western (laughs) and all the talk of minds
1: I do like that he ended up with like a telepathic horse
0: yeah uh huh that's pretty awesome I got some uh true grit vibes when you said Jimmy loses his arm oh
2: yeah okay our
0: viewers could not see it but Melly and I's faces were pretty expressive during that description <laughs> jaws open constantly
2: <laughs> about when he loses an arm or about no just the whole, of it, the whole thing
1: <laughs> you're like it must be an ancient god creature and we're like of course, of <laughs> it course was. It is. that's right where my mind <laughs> jumps to
0: <laughs> i don't know who to vote for
2: Ha yeah. Oh gosh. We must deliberate.
1: I feel like I got a vote for Zoe's. I know. <laughs> because I want to know what's going on with all that magic and the dragon yeah. and
0: just in the Old West. I feel like you don't mm-hmm. usually see paranormal set in the Old West. Very true. So we have one vote for Zoe. I was going to vote for Elizabeth's. Yeah, that's what I expected. So now I have to decide who we're yeah, the tiebreaker. <laughs> oh man, I was highly entertained by both of them (laughs) i think i would read elizabeth's book first i i figured especially because paranormal is not your favorite not my favorite not my favorite
2: so congratulations elizabeth you're the winner again
0: (laughs) two-time winner it's a streak you win stickers (laughs) i win the stickers i'm going to enjoy those stickers yeah i bet you are All right, you guys. Well, that wraps up another theme. What did we think about Western cowboy romances?
1: None of us were excited about it. No. But honestly, I think I enjoyed it more than I expected to. Okay, that's good. It's still definitely not my favorite genre. I don't think I'll ever seek it out. Uh But I think I'll be less strict about avoiding it in the future.
0: That's fair yeah i didn't particularly enjoy this uh, month
2: i enjoyed my grab bag book i really did <laughs> i
1: feel like my grab bag book brought the month up a little bit yeah or the theme yeah. up a little bit and sounds like it because I... I did enjoy this one
0: and i didn't enjoy our others as much yeah. i was highly disappointed in tame a wild heart but saddle yeah. up was kind of entertaining and mm-hmm. hitched was better than tame wild heart but still meh. Yeah. saddle
1: up and hitched were better than i thought they would be i yeah. agree
0: Well, that brings us to our next theme which is Highlander romances Woo! yeah I'm so <laughs> excited about this
1: one we are excited about this one and we yeah. wanted to put this one after westerns since none of us were really looking forward to westerns none and of all
0: of us cleanser. generally enjoy Highlanders absolutely yep so next week we're going to be doing our typical intro episode get our thoughts on tropes we expect to see what we expect from Highlander heroes mm. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah
1: So tune in next week to hear what we think about Highlanders.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share it with your friends. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to our podcast. Cool. Tune in next week for our intro to Highlander romances and catch you next time.